This is the story of harmless phosphorescence, the six or seven hundred greatest podcast in the world. Everyone, this is your host, Thro Smiley, and I stole this opening line from a speech Josh made at the University of Delaware. Who's joining me this week? Hi, I am Josh CC, and I'm even afraid of tough middle schoolers. I have the right to keep my identity a secret to pre- protect my life and the lives of those I love. I'm Brian Lash. I'm Alaric Weber, and I'll eat the soft parts of your face while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. Uh, This is Harmless Phosphorescence, the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie. Uh, We just finished up our Indiana Jones series. We're uh, catching up on the superhero movies we missed. uh, And we uh, are going to... We've got a lot of other podcasts you can listen to at Harmless Entertainment. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. I can't believe I say this every week and I fucked up this intro so bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. You're good. How do we do it? Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. We've got monthly movies up there. We just uh, did one for, uh, wait, I still can't remember the name of that movie. Split Second. Split Second with Rudger Hauer and Kim Cattrall. Yes. Uh, Split Second. uh, That's up next month. We're going to be doing A League of Their Own. Uh, so patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. There's t- a huge backlog of bonus uh, podcasts there. Uh, in it, it's it's worth ones of your dollars to go listen to them. Um, a couple of years worth of uh, music podcasts are top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of music ones, tons of movie ones. We did the entire Star Wars. Uh, movie series that's up there so check it out patreon.com slash harmless entertainment this week on harmless phosphorescence though we are watching the specials meet the specials special it's like being the last sailor in line behind the whore the seventh best superhero team in the world as a special, you'll experience all sorts of exotic wonders. We're there for the oddball, the rebel, the outcast, the, the geek. geek. You're a deadly girl. You're flower head. They've made mistakes. Don't pull yet. I'm not going to pull. Is that a maxi pad on his face? They've been misunderstood. Are you Minuteman? Minute man. Do I look like a soldier from the Revolutionary War? No. I turn small. Think. Superpowers come super responsibility, damn it. Mmm, that's clever. Love your outfit. And just when a toy company was about to make them famous, superheroes don't get Oscars, we get action figures. They were screwed. Here comes Mrs. Indestructible. They're the specials. He's a special just for me. I'm black. I, I think you have vaguely African features. <laughs> As of today, we are no longer. Tell us what's wrong. What's wrong? Beyond the fact that you're screwing my wife. Now. The stroke broke us apart. Ted, you need therapy. These underdogs must face their fears. You're the one that needs therapy. Fall in love. You want to go back to my place? I'm gay. Mother. (laughs) And find the courage to be heroes in their own special way. 
Region Entertainment presents a completely original comedy. I extracted this from an 83-year-old Caucasian male. Here we go again. It's a pretty good one. Rob Lowe, Jamie Kennedy, Thomas Hayden Church, and Melissa Joe Hart. There are no useless specials. <laughs> Except Mr. Smart, he, he's a washer. The specials. Those pants make you look like you don't have any talk. I know that. The specials. <laughs> um, it was released September 22nd, the year 2000. Uh, has a running In time. the year 2000. <laughs> it has a running time of 82 minutes. It cost a million dollars to make, and it grossed at national and international box offices Thirteen thousand two hundred and seventy-six dollars. Uh, and the two guys in charge of it are now in charge of DC, and the other guy who directed it fucking made Chernobyl and The Last of Us. Yeah, it no, should have killed crazy. everyone's career. We were just talking about that because Friday Guardians three dropped for purchase, and so we watched it that night, and then we watched this, and it was just yeah. Andrew's like. What a difference. <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't know how they were able to navigate having made this and gone on to made a super. Well, this was actually you know, like well, this uh, for, for, James, for James Gunn. This was a very big boon to his uh, career. Yeah. Is it his that. first like not trauma trauma production? It is. It is. Yeah. And we'll get yeah, into that. So when he's we get trying in, to. Yeah. I thought so. When we get into yeah. the production, we'll talk about that a bit. Um, there is. I wish I, I wish I uh, had the DVD of this because there's apparently two separate audio commentaries that he did on there. One uh, with uh, him and the director, and one with him and uh, Paget Brewster. So, oh, which is Paget. Uh, Paget, she sorry. was robbed in that trailer. Why the hell did Melissa right. Joan Hart get a name drop? Right, yeah, yeah. third bill, and not Paget Brewster, who is incredible in this movie. I, I like her in general. She's one of the yeah. funniest drunk history guests. Oh my oh god. god! Yes, she was. Great oh my that. god! I watched this with my with my homegirl, and she's a Gen Zer, and she goes, "Paget Brewster." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yep. <laughs> of all the all the actors to recognize, she pointed Paget and just Brewster. named her. her and but, she was great on Community. Like she's, she's Criminal awesome. Minds, or is it Criminal Minds, or is it Criminal Intent? One I of those shows. Criminal Minds. Those. Yeah, yeah. She's really good on that too. Which is saying something because those shows are so bad. Yeah, that's well, that's the one. Twenty three years ago. Twenty three years ago. Yeah, that's what this was. So, yeah. like, you you look at all these, you know, I don't know. It was even hard seeing um, Rob Lowe smoke because I know yeah. him as Tr Chris Traeger, even yes. though he was a star growing up. Where you know, uh, what was he soda pop? He wasn't Pony Boy, but anyway, yeah. yeah. I was like, Chris Traeger doesn't smoke. <laughs> 23 years ago. Right. Uh, so, all right. Yeah, this movie, it did not make much money. And that means it's time for us to play the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of September 22nd, 2000. And the uh, guys here are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing. This did not open in the top 10. Uh, it never got near the top 10. It came in its opening week at number 70. Where where was this movie? Where did this movie open? 
Did this movie open in LA or did this open in like fucking Saskatchewan? I, I have a feeling it only probably opened in like LA and New York and then did nothing. It is a Silver Lake based team, so it had to have opened in LA. It's yeah. very LA uh, focused. Yeah. Oh, very. And in fact, I think Padgett Brewster too, but I could be mistaken. Judy Grid definitely. But there were a good amount of groundlings in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was definitely like the LA comedy scene kind of thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it made ten thousand dollars of its thirteen thousand in its first week. <laughs> so, what week is this again? Sep- September twenty second, two thousand. Okay, so we'd already gotten over Y two K for the most part. Yes, exactly. To say maybe that was a reason. This was in this this was in the uh, the heat of Gore v. Bush. All right, hanging wow. chads. Yeah. Yeah, no, it hadn't happened yet. November, yeah. We got two months till election day, so. So it did open in L.A. Uh, then it uh, had a limited release in the United States. It might not even have come to Tucson. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not, yeah. Probably just enough for release to qualify for festival. Yeah, <laughs> to, qualify, to qualify for our podcast. I- yeah, <laughs> like we gotta get on harmless phosphorus retroactively. Twenty three years. <laughs> you ever hear a podcast? Nope. <laughs> Did we invent them? Nope. You will. What Let's the... make this movie instead. <laughs> so, all right, the top ten movies of the week of September twenty second, two thousand. Opening at number ten this week. After being cheated on by an insecure man, Brazilian chef Isabella Oliveira moves to San Francisco and finds success as the host of a cooking show. What? Yeah, starring... Um, Is this Queen Latifah? No, uh, starring Penelope Cruz. I know what you're talking about, Al, though. Last Holiday, I think. Is it like a... Wait, was Last Holiday, was that the one with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah? No. Hmm. Uh, I think it was Gerard Depardieu and Queen Latifah. I okay, no matter so, what, yeah. Queen Latifah can't get paired with anybody that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I other... ship Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. I don't know. Uh, I think Steve be... Martin and anybody. You stick Steve Martin next to somebody and already the prestige has risen. Yeah. Let's see. Penelope Cruz, you said? Penelope yeah. Cruz. I... I remember this movie, but like uh, chapter. Yeah. Nah, it's it's called Woman on Top. Oh, I do remember that movie. I remember that too. I remember the title. Blatant false advertising. Yeah. Uh, At number. Her legs get tired. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, exactly. At number nine this week. Oh my God. And what's probably the daddest movie that ever dad movied. When retired engineer Frank Corvin is called upon to rescue a failing satellite, he insists that his equally old teammates accompany him into space. Space Cowboys. I fucking love this movie so much. We did this, right? No. We we did not do Space Cowboys. I swear it was that same month that we did... uh, uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. A couple other Berenstain Bears that yeah. we've we've definitely done. <laughs> yeah, we've mandela ourselves. That's how long we've... Um, what was the first part of that description again, real quick? When retired engineer Frank Corvin is called upon to rescue a failing satellite. 
Oh right, you were saying it's the most sad movie. It totally oh, is. And it then was... Wild and then Wild Hogs replaced it. Yeah. Yeah. Frank I... Corvin, was this in the, the Crow uh franchise? <laughs> yes, it's in the Coronaverse. Because wait, 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 this is our team. Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, uh-huh. and James Garner. Yeah. The last just love how seemed much like likable guys. They the might person, Donald like, Sutherland imagine... is such a horny character. That might be one of the horniest characters ever put to film. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, well, I mean, a, not adult film. No, no, I wasn't. It's just old man film. <laughs> I mean, Porky's exists. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm probably that is, just another Porky's baby. This is just like gruff. The movie. Yeah, I love it. I, I that that was a grouchy set. It's one of my favorite space movies. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch that this week, man. Now that we're talking about it. It is a good movie. It is. It really is. Um. At number eight this week, the wife of a university research scientist believes that her lakeside Vermont home is haunted by a ghost or that she's losing her mind. <laughs> Those are the choices. The haunting of gas leak. Uh, this this stars <laughs> Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. It directed by Robert Zemeckis. Was oh, this that seven days, seven nights or whatever? No, no, that no, was no that was, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. And they were on an island. Yeah, this right. th- this is a pretty good <laughs> I movie. I like that movie, too. I don't remember this movie. It's, Weren't they in, like, what, what was that one movie uh, that they did together before this? Mm, I can't remember a Ford and Pfeiffer film before oh, this. Um, hmm. Yeah, nothing's popping into my mind. Why is, uh, yeah. I... But, yeah, no, this sure. one, this is, this, this was... I think this is this one's kind of overlooked. Like it, it was it kind of I don't want to say killed his career because Zemeckis's career did not ever get killed, but it was considered a miss, and I think it's pretty good. Um, it's called What Lies Beneath. Oh, What Lies <sighs> Beneath? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit! I, I remember that movie. Joke about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's Pfeiffer or Ford? Definitely <laughs> Ford. I think it's definitely Ford. He does. He doesn't. He's he's taking it easy, and Michelle's pretty pretty uh, aggressive. It's like I got a bad <laughs> shoulder. You gotta be. I gotta be underneath. The fucking ghosts. Um, at number seven this week, <laughs> a comedy about a widow's post traumatic obsession with a soap star. Soap dish? No. Oh no. That's no. A good that movie. was earlier. That was way I, earlier. Oh, I'd I love, love to movie. do that one. That movie's amazing. Starring, starring Morgan Freeman, Chris Rock, Renee Zellweger, and Greg Kinnear. Oh, Nurse Betty? Nurse Betty, yeah. Good poll there, Josh. Whew. Yeah, Nurse Betty. Um, at number six this week, an ex-con is used by police to lure a criminal out of hiding. I don't know that. Oh, I don't remember this movie at all. Oh, then it's not Donnie Brasco. No. Um, Alvin Sanders is going to help the feds catch a killer. He just doesn't know it yet. Starring Jamie Foxx. Collateral? No. No, but it is a one-word title. Collateral is great. Um, yeah, that's a good movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, this is... I don't I don't remember. Tom Cruise it. still has not gone gray. At least as far as we can tell. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's dying. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just insane <laughs> that he dyed his hair silver 
23 years ago. Yeah. And we have never seen a gray hair on that man's head since. Yeah. Because he's clear. He's Satan yeah, free. His statements <laughs> have been cleared or jiggled yeah, clear, or that's he, whatever. He's been de-thatened, yes. Yeah. Uh, this movie is called Bait. Yeah. Bait. <laughs> Bait. Huh. Yeah. Like I said, never heard of it before. Or at least I don't remember hearing of it before. The uh, Bass Pro Shop movie. <laughs> <laughs> At number five this week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a lot. All right. I'm reading the whole thing. <laughs> All right. David Allen Griffin is a cool killer. Time and time again, he chooses a female victim, studies her for weeks till he knows her routine to the smallest detail, makes meticulous preparations using his forensic knowledge to gain entry when she's quite alone, subdues her, and administers a long, torturous death. Joel Campbell got so frustrated by his failures to catch (laughs) Griffin in Los Angeles that he quit the FBI, moved to Chicago, and remains in psychiatric therapy, unable to function normally. Then he realizes when opening his mail very late that a new murder victim is Griffin's and the killer sent him pictures of her. Campbell reports this to the police but is unwilling to join them in the search, (laughs) suggesting Griffin is too slick and clever, yet he won't get out of it that easily. This is the Red Dragon, right? (laughs) No. No. No, it's not. That's Will. um... Oh, that's right. Will is his name, yeah. This stars... Uh, I feel like I got further away from it the more you... Yeah, I love how some descriptions are like, you know, like Johnny and Vanessa can't seem to make it work. (laughs) But this is like Richard Davis III and his son, (laughs) Rebecca, you know, James Campbell, who were born in Minneapolis, but raised in like (laughs) Richard's had trouble paying his taxes the past few years. But last year he got caught up (laughs) yesterday. He got into a small fender bender, and his life has never been the same. This movie stars James Spader, Marissa Tomei, and Keanu Reeves. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Like, I don't know that I know this movie at all. Is this a real movie? Yeah. And it's called The Watcher. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is who do you think? Which one's the cop and which one's the killer? Keanu Reeves it's or James Spader? It's definitely Robert California. He's the killer. He's been watching. Yeah, James people. Spader's the killer. He, yeah. That man is born to play a creep that fucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's intimidating and yet physically not at all. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like I could wrestle him to the ground no problem, but he would whisper in my ear and I yeah and murder yeah, you like, emotionally. Like, no, I we, ate, no, I ate we'd your just soul. be kissing or something. I'd be like, why am I kissing <laughs> this man? I was wrestling him. Now we're kissing. Now we're weird. Just, it, it's getting weird and, now. It wasn't weird when we were wrestling. Let's hang out in robes and see what develops. You don't even know my real name. That's that. I hope. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. the. I'm the fucking lizard king. Um. At number four this week, a champion high school squad discovers its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city school and must scramble oh, yeah. to compete at this year's championships. Bring it on. Bring it on. Those are great movies. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Somehow these movies are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the first one. Yeah, I love yeah. choreographed. No, it's amazing. How many were there? Yeah. Two or three? I think there's four, four or five. Four or five? Five? I mean, yeah, it's I one of those they're... things that, like, the it continues that well past. Yeah, that's a movie series. 
<laughs> Maybe well, someday. it's it's like Pitch Perfect. You can recycle that with new kids. Yeah, yeah. In school, you know what I mean. Yeah, you just like draw draw slips of paper out of a bowl, and the movie writes itself. Yeah. Well, people graduate school, and then they're new. Yeah. So anyway, bring it down. At number three this week, a high school boy is given the chance to write a story for a magazine about an up and coming rock band. Almost. Famous. Almost, Almost famous. famous, yeah. Fever dogs. The uh yeah. <laughs> the, the the untitled version is so I mean I like the, I, I like Almost Famous a lot. I think it's probably Cameron Crowe's best movie, but um the untitled uh, director's cut is so so good. I've never seen yeah. that. I didn't oh. know that existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, it's pro- it's like twenty minutes longer. Huh. Wow. Um at number two this week. When a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. The Exorcist? Yep, the 2000 director's cut of The Exorcist. I remember that. Yeah, I watched that a lot, actually, as a little teenager. I lots remember girls, it, but I don't Lots know of girls put that on. What's funny is I don't even really care for the original Exorcist all that much. I, it's so hard for me to even enjoy it. I I know that it is like a great film. I just that shit doesn't scare me. I'm not afraid of like oh, the devil yeah. or anything. I definitely yeah no like it's scary. Just, I just don't like. I just yeah. am not interested as a movie. I don't really Same. understand why it was like struck '70s America so intensely. Like I kind of don't get it. Honestly. I think it's because people I felt like I, I, my reading on it is that people were more away from like religion than they had been. And they felt guilty about it still. Hmm. Whereas if you made that movie today, people would be like, yeah, who gives a fuck? You know, but in the seventies, they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, we're all sinners. Fuck. Ooh. Yeah. It, it also that, has to do with what the mainstream audiences has seen up to that point. Fair, you, fair. You know, it's, it's definitely tame to us, but like, throw yeah. I, I'm not sure I get it either way. But you know, her head spinning around that freaked people out. The, you I, know, the, the like, language, the crucifix scene. Yeah, it's like Rosemary's Baby, but re- amped up. You know. Yeah, I guess. It yeah, was... I, I think Rosemary's Baby is a film. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I, the Exorcist I think... is a movie, but I yeah. think the Exorcist is trying to be a film. You know, oh, yeah. like like how Star Wars, you, you, I, I could consider Star Wars a film, sure, but also it's just a fucking popcorn movie. Yeah, right. You know? Okay, that's fair. But I The think Exorcist is similar in that. That's sense. fair. It was it was the first like big budget horror movie that had effects on that level that was that intense. Yes. Okay. Kind of like Jaws the... is a new thing, you know, like. Yeah. And it definitely was not the goriest movie to that point, or the no. scariest, freakiest movie. But those yeah. were like that's just, those were movies you saw in Times Square. Exorcist was like well, your grandma went, and it and, freaked her the fuck out. Any of you, none of you guys grew up Catholic, right? Well, I mean, my family was, but grew up no. Yeah, so that's 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 the thing. Like all my Catholic friends when I was a kid, that shit terrified them. And I remember watching it and being like. Yeah. The calm one who's like, I don't get why everybody's freaked out about this, but Latin gets you, I guess, right? That's what happens when you do uh, your liturgy in Latin for a thousand years. Uh, you scare the shit out of people when you They're very them. superstitious, the Catholics. There are ghosts everywhere, and they're watching you masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> God, Joke's on you, I'm into that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how they're spending eternity? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys. That sucks for you. I'm like, I guess I'll put on a show. Like, it's a lot of reruns, trust me. <laughs> I don't switch up style very often. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I'll just put on a costume for their benefit. <laughs> like, this yeah. week, it's a scuba <laughs> suit. Next week, it's a clown. Kinky. <laughs> Uh, saying opening at number one this week, a film school is the center of a fresh spate of killings. <laughs> I want to know all the background on the characters like that other. Uh, this is a sequel to what was a, a, a pretty big, uh, horror late nineties kind of a uh, meta horror movie in the screen style. I know what you oh. did last summer? I know. Yeah. No, no, that? Not, not that one, but it's similar. Final Destination? Not that one, but in the same vein. Uh, Who was in this one? Let's see. This one. I feel like I saw this one in the theater. No, no. It was the first one I saw in the theater. Um, oh, Titanic 2. This, <laughs> this one stars... Oh, my God. None of these people are big. Um, Jennifer Morrison, Loretta Devine, Matthew Davis. Number one film of the week. Oh, wow. Eva Mendez. That's the biggest name in here. She used to do horror movies. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what movie this is. This is. Nope. This is Urban Legends Final Cut. I totally remember that. Yeah. 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 The first All one right. was, uh, wasn't was Felicity like the killers in the first one or something? Or And the like Noxzema girl. That oh, the Noxzema girl. Gonna... Her. She was the killer. Yeah. I knew it was someone curly haired. Yeah. Girl. I can't remember That's her name. That's the most but 90s those... shit ever. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> right? That That is so funny is that we would see people in commercials and be like, oh, wow, they made it into a movie. <laughs> Like, I've been closely tracking their stain-removing career. Uh, Alicia Witt. Oh, my God. Jared Leto oh. was in Ur- the first Urban Legend. Wow. Well, he was oh, coming off same. of my so-called life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few years earlier. My so-called life was like yeah. 94, 95, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was... so all right. That is the box office top 10 for the week, which brings us to the production of the film itself. The specials was written by James Gunn. Um, so James, yes. James Gunn wrote this script, gave it to his brother, Sean Gunn, who was friends with Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy read it and went to a studio to get it made. (laughs) Um, He had a lot of pull at that time. He did. He was pretty big at the time. The Jamie Kennedy experiment. He was big coming off Scream. He had not yet made Son of the Mask, so people hadn't turned on him yet. This is pre-Son of the Mask? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this height of the Jamie Kennedy experience? I feel like this is kind of like... 2000? Yeah. 99, 2000. I I feel that's kind of like the height of Jamie Kennedy's yeah. Fame and pull. This, yeah, his prank show. Yeah. Um, he always confused me. Yeah. I always preferred Seth Green. 
Not that they're comparable, but... I always preferred the Alan Parsons project to the Jamie Kennedy experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was actually... uh... This predates the the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Okay, so really, he was still rising then. Yeah, that was uh, 2002 to 2004. All right, interesting. Um, He made a fantastic documentary that if you like stand-up at all, you should check it out. It's called Heckler. I don't like like it at all. (laughs) You don't? (laughs) You're just heckling. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So um, I'll have to check that out, though. That sounds cool. We, we talked about crowd surfing, the Moshe Kesher, just heckling album, just him doing crowd work. Mm. I think so. Yeah, people love to give him shit. They pay to see him and then just make fun of him while he's on stage. But there are some great scenes in his hot tub with Deep Roy, the little <laughs> Indian guy. Yeah, no. And Deep Roy is drinking from a 40 ounce, oh my a God. Mickey's 40, oh and it looks God. so huge in his hand. He has to use two hands like a baby bottle. Oh, my God. But he's trying to cheer Jamie Kennedy up. He's like, let's go get some pussy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> he's like, cheer up. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Um, yeah. So, James Gunn said it, he envisioned it as a mockumentary style film. Um, and not, and he was pretty disappointed with the final product. He says he did not, uh, that, that, this caused kind of a uh, issue between him and the director, Craig Mazin. Um, I feel like it's a um, Tarantino natural born killers situation. Mm. Where it's like you had a really solid script and you didn't get to direct it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Craig Mazin, the director, of course, uh, this was his first directorial he's directed two films one of them was the specials and the second one was superhero movie which we also did an episode on a couple years back that's insane it's insane Mm -hmm. because he's gone on to be uh the writer producer and showrunner of both chernobyl and the last of us last of us is a big hit chernobyl was perfect Oh yeah, Chernobyl's in, great. In every yeah, yeah, yeah. single way. Like I mean, there are, there are small like quibbles with whatever like interpretations, but perfect filmmaking. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's really to go good. from this to that is insane. Or, no, to go from superhero movie to that. Oh yeah, well I mean yeah. to go from superhero movie to this even. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I, go ahead. I was just gonna say after this, in between that, he did, he was a writer on the scary movie franchise, The Hangover Part. Two and three, not yeah. The sequels, the bad ones. Yeah, and then, um, I, I I'm really struggling to figure out how he got there because after superhero movie and the Hangover Part Two, he did Identity Thief, which is another that's a um, like throwaway comedy. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Then the Hangover Melissa Part Three. McCarthy. Then the Huntsman, Winter's War, which is Snow White. Right. These are gigs that he wrote on. Yeah. Okay. And like yeah, Snow White, right. And then after that, he did Chernobyl. I'm having a really hard time figuring out how he got from that to Chernobyl. But he's uh, not a bad director. I mean, I 
I mean, obviously not. I, but, I think um, in this it's bad. I think the just the really? cinematography and the direction is just bad. I, yeah, no, like, it's it feels very amateurish. It feels like it's he's he didn't yeah, really know what does. he was doing. Well, and like not knowing what it's going to look like at the end. It should have looked like Road Rules, real world, but it ended up looking like a movie yeah. that someone made. You know, I see James Gunn's complaint, I, and I yeah. agree with him. It, they should have leaned into the. It's so funny that it's kind. Of, he wanted it sort of office style. Yeah. And his, his wife Jenna would then later on. Right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they were married. That's right. Yeah. That's They're why married they then. Were that's married. why. God, she looks so good in this. I wish she oh, had a part. I I paused it and rewound it. And was like, yeah. Fisher. Oh my God, she looks incredible. Big hair, Jenna Fisher. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I mean, they've Big all got to be like twenty five, right? They're yeah. all so young. In this They're movie. all young, yeah. Because it's twenty three years yeah. later, and they still look young, but. Uh. Yeah. Um, well, Tom Cruise looks, or not Tom Cruise, J- James Gunn looks like Tom Cruise in Collateral now. Yeah. Just has the white hair. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so a uh, couple interesting notes on uh, the, uh, the, the, from the uh, commentary that James Gunn did in 2005. He did it with Paget Brewster in 2005. Um, Judy Greer and Jamie Kennedy were simultaneously filming Three Kings while they were filming this. Really? Um, and uh, I love that movie. No, that movie's awesome. Not just because it was filmed in Casa Grande, but, <laughs> but I love it. Mm. No, it's a great movie. Um, it caused some friction, and there's apparently a couple shots in Three Kings where you can see blue peeking out from Jamie Kennedy's collar. No, are you fucking kidding what? me? That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like kills. Uh, wow, that guy needs to learn how to wash his ass. <laughs> blue poking out. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it was obviously paint, practical effect. Like, I bet it was a nightmare. Like, Yeah, seat, no, it was like really Rebecca hard. Rebecca Romaine would talk about. It was really hard to get it off him because it was also cheap blue that they put on him, so... Well, yeah, I, like wash it off and I have to put it on. Again. Yeah, blue for weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, he blew. He blew himself. Um, uh, like Tobias. <laughs> so James Gunn and Paget Brewster said that they hadn't really kept in touch because Paget dumped him as a friend afterwards. Apparently, they were very close, and on they they actually say that they had an emotional uh, affair during the making of this and they came very close to getting physical all right and wow. while Why he was married t- to jenna fisher what? oh he's single that is and insanity divorce the fact that they're talking about that on the fucking yeah on the commentary, commentary. yeah in 2005 him James and jenna Gunn fisher is were still sp- married he's a spicy individual they were still married wow that's really interesting yeah. he's always just not really cared uh, if you if you cheat on Jennifer, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she looks smoking in this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he said that this was his jump to the, the the big time. Um, because obviously before this, his biggest thing he made was uh, Tromeo and uh, Juliet. Juliet. Um, but uh, this got him the Scooby Doo gig. Uh, and the, uh, which of course led to him doing the Dawn of the Dead remake and uh, everything. No, that then. was Zack Snyder did Dawn of the Dead. No, but he wrote this. He wrote Dawn of the Dead remake, and Zack oh, Snyder directed it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, far up. Yeah, which okay. is interesting. Zack Snyder and James Gunn have his Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize James, but I didn't know who James Gunn was at the time. That's a so- one of the best remakes of anything. That I was think. really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, specifically, it was the screenplay, not the movie. Right. The writing, not the film. Yeah. That got him more work. Yeah. Um, our cast includes okay. Thomas Hayden Church as the Strobe. We last saw him on this show when we did uh well I, I the last time we saw him would have been um uh, uh no way Spider-Man. home spider-man yeah. no way home because i forgot yeah he was technically in that not technically yeah he's got scenes he d- i bet he's all cgi does he actually like appear humanly in that film yeah at the very end oh that's right that's right when he yeah. first meets him when he first meets spidey he's standing there yeah in his oh full, that's true yeah it's just outfit Countenance. Yeah. He's talking to Jamie or Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Padgett, anyway. Padgett Brewster, we spoke about a little bit. Um, her her big break was uh, she had a recurring role on Friends. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was Chandler's girlfriend That's for a few episodes. Yeah. Who wasn't? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like Seinfeld credits, you know. Yeah. Jerry's girlfriend. Jerry's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Um, Film-wise, she was in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle the same year as this, 2000. She was uh, she the, the chick. Jenny Spy. Oh, she wasn't. No? She wasn't the Russian chick? She wasn't no. Natasha. No, that Natasha was like Renee right. Russo. Or oh, okay. yeah. Um, she played a character called Jenny Spy. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that was depressing. I, I had such hope. Yeah, it was not Seems good. easy to make a Bullwinkle movie, but they screwed it. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> Robert De- Robert De Niro's supreme leader. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> picking up a check for sure. Um, she's voiced Lois Lane and Poison Ivy in uh, DC animated series or movies. Um, she, her film career isn't huge, but she's done tons of TV. She's mostly been done tv and she's appeared in a a lot of shows um criminal minds of course was the is the biggest thing 204 episodes i wonder if looking so much like sean young Mm. affected her career yeah 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 she looks like ayn rand in this fucking movie (laughs) yeah uh um yeah but she's uh she oh she voiced she did a voice on Bojack. Um, she played Della Duck in Ducktales, the reboot, a few Pretty years cool. ago. But uh, let's see, James Gunn also is in this as a minute, minute man. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and fighting the Revolutionary War, stupid. <laughs> Do I look like her? Rob Lowe as the Weevil. Um, apparently. So Rob Lowe um, was pretty grumpy in this movie, according to James Gunn, because it was kind of the nadir of his uh, his career. It was right before he went from this directly into the West Wing, which was his lowest Yeah. Yeah. So this was kind of his lowest point. He was really grumpy about doing such a low budget film. 
Yeah. Well, and he was another one of those like rowdy members of the Brat Pack, like um, Robert Downey Jr. You know, it's like he was a yeah. he was like a wild child. He had a reputation. Yeah, yeah. He didn't wake up in a stranger's kid's bed like Robert Downey Jr., but yeah, yeah got into some shit. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. He was a Brat Packer. Um, his first movie was The Outsiders, and he, he did play Soda Pop. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, St. Elmo's Fire, uh, uh, Bad Influence. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. He was great in Wayne's World. Oh, so good. Yes. He's That's where he the sparkling wine, the sparkling right. wine joke comes from. It's still going out there. Yeah, I saw one recently. Like, if if your Chihuahua isn't actually from the Chihuahua region of Mexico, it's just a sparkling mouse. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, God, has he? I feel like we had to have done something with Rob Lowe, but I'm not seeing anything that yeah. we did for. Because there's no reason we would have done any of those Rat Pack movies you no. named. But yeah, no, I'm seeing nothing. This is the first Rob Lowe I think we've had. Um, we'll probably do the Wayne's World when we get into our uh, franchise. Yeah, phase. that would be. I'm down for Wayne's World for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I watched it recently, and like I said, I realized that's probably what those other jerks thought about the Big Chill. Like I started having <laughs> those feelings. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Right after this, he, uh, went into, uh, well, he was in a couple Austin Powers movies. Um, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's number two. He's, yeah, he's young, uh, young, young, young. Three of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Parks and Recreation was kind of his introduction to, like, the modern millennial Gen Z, like, yeah. audience. Um, let's see. Kelly Caulfield as Power Chick. Um, She's been around. Yeah, she was on In Living Color. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, her. I think first, she was a groundling. Yeah. Uh, her her first uh film credit is Field of Dreams. Uh, she was also in Quiz Show and Jerry Maguire. Jesus. Quiz Show, man. That's, That's a good movie. movie. Yeah. Um, after the oh, she was in Scary Movie the same year this came out. Um, College Road Trip, she still works, right? Like, character, oh, yeah, yeah, no, she's well, let's see, I don't know. Her most recent credit was 2019. Okay, so I mean, she's I don't know, seems like I don't know, maybe COVID caused her. I to think retire. she got she got my biggest laughs in this movie, she's sure. great, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Gunn. As alien orphan, <laughs> alien orphan, <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable good. to look at. I love time. the concept of an alien orphan. Yes, like Superman. That's what he is, right? But the, yeah, it's yeah. That's I'm sure where it you know gave alien from. orphan. Is, yeah. because I mean it implies that he's an orphan before he even gets here, like Superman. But that he he didn't have parents wherever as a glob. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Jim- well, uh, why why is he not as painted as Jamie? Kidd? Yeah, he's only he's only greenish. So it's about the coloring I, of his character. I feel like they used a dead body to 
put him in because they, you know, they show that he they help. Like he starts as a globule, and then they help. Oh him yeah. Walk around weekend to Bernie's style. I got a feeling there was a Frankenstein sort of situation, mm. but that was just my imagination. But it was very clever because if the, he if they didn't make him an alien, his body movements and the like palsy type. I, so it was brilliant because it's like, oh, he's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he can't really, you know. He was the most confusing part of this whole thing. Like, oh, why really? Go, why did they go whole hog on him being an alien? I mean, just like they have his name is him. Doug. Yeah, it's because he's it's because you've got Sean Gunn on set and you're like, just let him do Sean Gunn yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know. I just if they put him in some wacky costume, it might have been even better. Yeah. I don't know. It's I just his like weird the, 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 the Pugsley shirt, the Pugsley shirt and the <laughs> short pants. Yeah. I, I love when he orders his drink. Yeah, all of them. Oh and the looks. Yeah. Um, Judy Greer was uh, played Deadly Girl. Um, yeah, let's see. Where did she? This is our first Judy Greer film. She's Ant Man's wife. Oh, that's ex-wife. right. Thank that. <laughs> thank you. That's right. She was in the Ant Man film. So she, this is not a first Judy Greer film. Um, She's doing a commercial right now. I'm not, I don't even know the product, but it's pretty funny. She's like, hi, you've seen me. You don't know who I am. Oh, she's, uh, what's her name? Lori's daughter in the, uh, what's the slasher Friday the 13th? Hall- oh. Halloween. 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 Halloween's your Yeah, she is. That's right. Because it's Lori's granddaughter that gets yeah. tied up in it. Um, yeah, she's been in everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's been in a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I mean, Arrested Development. She was great as Kitty. She's the female Stephen Tobolowsky at yeah. this point. Yeah, absolutely. Remember our, our childhood? Stephen Tobolowsky played every kind of character. I feel like I've seen Judy Greer in like 17 like made-for-Hulu or Netflix uh, like Shows. comedy dramas <laughs> about relationships. She does a lot of drama. She was in um, Adaptation. Yeah, oh my God. That is a movie I want do at some point yeah. of her like a monthly movie isn't that the bees no oh the orchids the orchids the white or- yeah. there's a scene about bees you know okay. yeah but yeah two nicholas cages <laughs> two playing charlie kaufman and yeah losing their mind well one is losing yeah uh let's see uh jim uh, Zuvelik as what is the name? Mr. Smart. <laughs> SMRT. Uh, SMRT. Um, he, uh, let's see. He's, yeah, mostly a writer, uh, stand up, did a lot of radio stuff. Oh my God. He died in 2006 at the age of 40 from a heart attack. Shh. Oh man, I don't want to hear shit like that. Yeah, oof. But uh, I, I think he's great. Yeah, no, he he was he was good. Um, he was a oh, he was in he did some episodes of the Drew Carey Show. Uh, he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, he's in Matchstick Men. Hmm. So he was he was in the finale of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, Jordan Ladd as Nightbird. Uh, Cheryl Ladd's daughter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Alan. Alan. Alan Ladd. Ladd and and Cheryl Ladd. Was her grandfather. Cheryl Ladd was uh, her uh, mother. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. She. Ooh. So around this time, she was in Club Dread, which was the second Broken Lizard movie. And I love it. It's one of my favorite comedies. Club Dread I'll is s- great. Yeah. I'll stand by it yeah. all the time. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. She, uh, yeah, she did a lot of comedies around this time. She was in Never Been Kissed. Um, Cabin. She was in a lot of horror films, too. Cabin Fever. Yeah. Uh, Hostel 2. Still hostile. Yeah. Oh, death oh proof. hostile. The- she, yeah, she wasn't death oh, proof. Death proof. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, neither have I. It's 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 the least of the Tarantino films, I feel like, but you know. Oh, absolutely. I don't even know if it qualifies. Yeah, I don't but, think it qualifies. Um, I like it. <laughs> her her screen debut was in uh, Charlie's Angels. She played, she played a three-year-old. Uh, in Charlie's Angels in 1978. Isn't that what his mom, her mom, was most famous for? Was yeah. she an angel? I think wasn't she? I don't know. I thought so. Lad. Yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl Lad. Lad. I think I she was think an angel. So. Yeah, yeah, she was an angel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, bringing it um, all back home. Yeah. Um, Jordan played a three-year-old version of. The mother's character, okay. Chris Monroe, when she was getting recruited as a small child to become a <laughs> secret spy yes. by a per- pervy guy on an yeah. intercom. Uh, Morning, uh, angels. Jamie, yeah. Jamie Kennedy, we last spoke about in Son of the Mask, and we will never Son of the Mask. Yeah, we will never speak of it again. First rule of Son of the Mask. Yeah, you have to rap about it. Oh my god. Okay, um, and that's a that's that's the most that's most of the cast. Other than... you forgot Melissa Joan Hart. Well, oh, yeah. I mean that was a cameo. <laughs> I mean, I guess she was in no, the I know. trailer. Yeah, yeah, she was third build in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, Jenna Fisher, as we mentioned, Jenna Fisher, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, well, Mike Schwartz uh, as U.S. Bill. Um, <laughs> that was a big character. Yeah, he's good. Oh he's yeah. Funny. Mm. Oh, that's right, Mike Schwartz. I'm sorry, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's. I know him best from Scrubs as the delivery driver. I don't know what. Let's see what else. Oh, he's in. Oh yeah. Uh, do, do, do. he. Oh, he's a writer on Big Lake and Bored to Death. Um, he was also a Groundlings guy. He's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was funny. Um, but yeah, then yeah, Taryn Manning. Was uh, one of the was an autograph seeker. Uh, she, yeah, yeah. She's a uh, Pensatucky from uh, Orange Is New Black. Orange yeah. is, and Hustle and Flow right. was the first time I saw her. Oh yes, yeah. I thought I recognized her, Pensatucky. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, she looks so rough in Orange Is the New Black, and yeah, not rough in anything else I've ever seen her in. Well, there's a couple of scenes in Orange Is the New Black where they like. You know, don't rough her up for the scene, and it's like, oh, she's a normal human being underneath all that makeup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's about it. Um. 
for the background on this. Um, it has 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 55%. It's pretty mixed. Um, I could not find any actual funny <laughs> reviews on either Rotten Tomatoes or Letterboxd. <laughs> Everyone was pretty sincere. <laughs> so um, There's a lot to like, but it's not great. So, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's the bones of something really interesting in this movie, but the actual movie itself is not an especially well crafted film. I think James Gunn is right. The stuff that wasn't um, storytelling necessarily was way more amusing and entertaining than the like love affair and the I'm Nightbird and gosh, I just am not sure what I'm doing. You know, uh-huh. like, I, I get James Gunn. Like the director was trying to make a story come to life. He, yeah. Well, that right, it was, reg- like, and instead of a concept, it was almost it was more sitcommy, and I understand like. I understand he like James Gunn wanted it to be a little. He said he 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 visioned it as a much more naturalistic performances. And uh, the talking to the the office style yeah. talking to the camera that's called something, but um, the like talking head yeah. scenes, yeah. Uh, which are funny. I think that's funny, especially superheroes. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and the cutaway to it can be really funny too if you edit it in really well. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a setup cutaway joke that like bam. I, it works yeah. for sure. Yeah, it yeah. it's tried and true, but this just failed to do that well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't look like those things at all. And that's that, that's what my problem I think was. Mm. It's just like the look just it, looked like I think it would have been better if they'd leaned into the full mockumentary style of it did did you watch the youtube version Brian? The, yeah the link there's yeah. yeah me too um so it was a little poor quality as well but yeah it it was almost like that amateurish mall rats kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah grain grain of fill i don't even yeah, know but, how but also it. like staged poorly people kind of just standing around Not, yeah. nothing's composed but also it's not like there's other there's, than the one scene but yeah mall- well framed you know like what mall rats is well framed like but this just like every 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 shot if every if every shot if every frame is a picture i was looking at it going like what are we supposed to be looking at right now well mall rats is well framed because yeah. according to kevin himself all he knew to do at that point was tripod yeah, directing in the middle yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah, he's like, this... it's a long time for me to take the camera off the tripod and move it around. <laughs> yeah, this just feels like somebody put a camera on their shoulder and was like, Go. Yeah. Read read from the script over my shoulder. <laughs> Say the lines you've memorized or yeah. that are being held up for you. Yeah. So, all right. You ready to jump into the movie, guys? Yes. Here we go. This is The Specials. We open with a card telling us the specials are not a popular superhero group, and we're going to uh, have a day in the life of the specials. Um, we meet everyone in the group as they wake up. They get ready for work. A new member arrives uh, and is welcome. Her name is Nightbird. She is a teenage girl with bird powers. Just like a wild wing. I did Which, appreciate the uh, the morning montage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it made me feel hopeful. 
at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a fun tableau, you know, superheroes yeah. doing their human activities. Yeah. Um and it's not so <laughs> in going through the film, there's not like a lot of stuff to actually talk no. about. Essentially, uh up to a certain point, it's just them kind of showing Nightbird around and just kind of being characters yeah, talking to each other. It's like half the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, the only thing to talk about is the gags that worked and the gags that didn't work. But uh, Thomas Hayden Church, or sorry, Strobe, he uh, he's very proto Homelander. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's not psychopathic necessarily, but that like image attitude. He also looks like Zap Brannigan. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah the, the outfits. Our little Zap uh-huh. Brannigan-y. yeah, a little red velvet uh, suit with the flap, like yeah. the Star Trek flap they had. Yeah. Him. Like I'm gonna relax, unflap. That's as much. <laughs> it doesn't make the shirt any less loose, no, guys. It's no, but like Kirk would be in his quarters with his flap, down. hard collars <laughs> and everything too. Yeah, it's a great look. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we discover that that night they're having a line of action figures unveiled at a big gala. They are getting a share of the profits. Hey, I have my own action figure. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh made it. It's a it's a peg person. Uh, it has. Oh yeah. It has zero points of articulation. <laughs> no arms and legs. But Those it, are the first it, ones it, I did. It, it does have a hat and a guitar. Anyway. Thanks, so. Al. Uh, Superheroes don't get Oscars. They get. Uh, action figures action figures yeah. Yeah. yeah again the boys like yeah. yeah yeah and his meeting with the uh the former superhero who works in the private sector yeah it felt like the getting Zip soups boy. in the yeah zip boy yeah soups in the military kind of thing yeah the wizard basically yeah yeah um yeah there's a team meeting strobe is the leader he gives a big speech they don't they're all kind of tired of hearing it but uh he gives it anyways they take a vote yeah and i, yeah. I love at the end uh dollar bill or you know my dollar choice. bill yeah he's like that was a really good story i want to change my vote i want to listen to the story <laughs> <laughs> uh um basically he's chiding them for not keeping their image in the press uh, as wholesome as they should uh, and he's preoccupied with the urination. <laughs> yeah. It's like me peeing on that little girl. Yeah. Whoa. That story when that came back out. Yikes. Well, and the urinating on a prostitute. Like, yeah. <laughs> that really happened to what was, what was the guy in, in Minneapolis? Really happened. Or, or Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. Or Milwaukee. Mr. Smart, even later, he's like, I have to get this off. I smell everything. The world is covered in urine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then uh, Strobe goes to meet Zip Boy. We get a, a origin promotional video. See, that was the thing, too, is like the promotional videos and the confessionals. The confessionals were... Um, That's what they're called, yeah, confessionals. Were, were like shot in the same style as just the everyday thing. And none like... Right. Yeah, it should have had a fucking like it should have been boxed in and had like a stamp in thing. Well, and had more that was done like this. I, you know, more and more you see James Gunn's complaint. Like, yeah, 
I was I, doing this mockumentary. Like he wanted closer to Spinal Tap, I would guess. Yeah. And this or guy like was Bob trying Roberts, to make like yeah. Or Bob Rob. Yeah. And this the director's like, no, no, like let's give him romance and it, it falls short of what's that other movie that we watched with the lost footage, the found footage with Michael B. Jordan in it? Oh, uh, Chronicle. Oh, Chronicle. Chronicle. Was it Chronicle? Yeah, Chronicle. Yeah. Chronicle. Yes. Yeah. Because Chronicle. Bionicle. Chronicle is cool <laughs> because the thing it was doing, you know, because mm-hmm. it was found footage. But this yeah. is not cool because the thing it's doing. Yeah. And this can... would have been cool if they had achieved. He completely the thing. missed the the yeah the the stylistic point of the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we uh, should mention Strobe's uh, The Words of God, uh, as he said, <laughs> uh, with superpower comes super responsibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this predates I, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, as a movie, yeah. Uh, but I liked uh, Deadly Girls Confessional after that. She's like, you know, Strobe has a point. I got drunk at a bat, a bat mitzvah and summoned forth demons and they ate a girl <laughs> uh, yeah when their powers go amok she's a proto scarlet witch character it's interesting yeah you know we we haven't seen a lot of like evil witchy superhero characters as far as right. we go besides that and what enchantress oh uh, that which we don't talk about enchantress yeah and i love how she's, she's from marvel uh, no, she's DC. Hips don't lie. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. The villain oh, right. where she's like mm-hmm. dancing. Yeah, I love how Deadly Girl is like always looking for uh, the weaknesses of her teammates. Mm. Yeah, like she mentions uh, Miss Indestructible. Like her, her weaknesses, her eyes hit it, hit her in her eyes. Her eyes are normal. Her, her <laughs> eyes are normal. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, one interesting thing about um. Uh, I looked at the uh, earliest reviews for this on Letterboxd, and they were um, they were from right before Guardians and people talking about rewatching this to get an idea of what James Gunn was going to do in Guardians, and people were not optimistic based on yeah. this film. I mean, it's, he's going to make a Scooby Doo. Yeah. Again, the same thing happened to Tarantino. Like he he almost didn't get a career because that. There, that was mixed reviews. Natural born killers, yeah, yeah. yeah, natural. And uh, what was the other one that he wasn't able to direct? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, true what, romance, true romance, true romance. Scott, yeah, is so good. Yeah. Tony Scott, yeah, you, you can trust the Scott brothers. Although, well. although Gary, Tony's Gary Oldman's character in that, <laughs> I love him. Is, he must think it's else white boy all together. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I love him. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, Strobe and Miss Indestructible are getting ready for the gala. They're arguing. They're obviously having marriage issues. Um, uh, then they're just showing Night Bird. Night Bird? Yeah. Night Bird around. She hangs out with a... With a... a U.S. Bill. U.S. Bill. U.S. Bill. That's just for quite a while. And he's just uh, adult. Yeah. Uh, I, he's he's obviously he, he might have some sort of disability. Honestly. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they show when they first show him, he's got a, a 
a hat made out of a newspaper mm-hmm. and he puts it yeah. on he's all happy and then he takes it off he's looking <laughs> in the mirror set. he takes it off and he gets sad he puts it back on again <laughs> he's just immediately happy yeah he's a, a little simple jack yeah yeah he is um and his his power is super strength so i think it's like the dollar bill is really really strong but we're dumb uh yeah uh um so and dollar bill was uh, a character from the watch yes that's right yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. good point uh that's that's not a comparison that we've we've made at all the the team the multiple teams this is more akin to the watchmen than anything really yeah Yeah. they're accepted and they're contracted sometimes Yeah. yeah yeah anyways um, so yeah, uh, they're getting there. Everyone is heading to the gala. Um, on the way, Weevil tells a muck that he was offered membership in a more prestigious group. Hey, what is Weevil? I, w- I won't save it to the end. What is Weevil's power exactly? He had- uh, they, they only mention uh, specifically Weevil agility um, at the end, but uh, yeah. there was also a line when. She was talking to him uh, when Nightbird was talking to him, uh, mentioned something about eating an ancient scarab or ancient <laughs> insect that gave right. him we- weevil strength and weevil agility and something something else weevil. Yeah, his um, the ability to okay. get into your pantry. <laughs> to eat grain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to ruin the cotton plants. Um, Can't open jars, though. Oh, shit. What was I going to say about Thomas Hayden? It'll come to me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, wait. Earlier he says he got his powers from a bat. This is our bingo card. We have Gallup. But yeah. also, yeah, he even says bat. Yeah. I fell into a and, bat. And he is talking oh, yeah. to Jamie Foxx in, Sp- in the, Sp- the newest Spider Man movie. Jamie Foxx is like, you got to be careful where you fall. Because he was like, I fell into a bunch of electric eels. I fell into a super yeah. collider. Yeah. And they um, thought I was, was a bird. Um, he, Strobe and Minute Man are brothers. And they both uh, fell. I wrote it down because it was uh, good. Um, hang on. Hang on. Sorry. That was not clear to me. Yeah, they, they, there's uh, a couple small lines that allude to it. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Once they said it, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh they've been brothers this whole time." I never. I didn't realize that. until my later, yeah. my brother and I fell into a vat of mysterious radioactive chemicals at a photo processing plant. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the moment. A photo processing plant. When, yeah, they, those don't exist anymore. <laughs> I mean, somebody's making the like chemicals, but. Yeah. Not uh, the industrial scale, I'm sure. Well, but yeah. no, but also you don't process the photos at a yeah. plant. You it's never not a did. plant. Yeah. yeah, like even if you made prints, it's a press. Yeah, a pressing. Um. So yeah. All right. Uh. At the gala, Mr. Smart gets injured by a U.S. bill. Uh. Trying to remove his nose things. The maxi bat is hilarious. I don't care, yeah. and it's stuck on its own. Yeah. It's just stuck to his face. <laughs> Not even like bent around like a mask. Yeah, no, just, just really. stuck there. Um, we didn't even really talk about the eight. That was a. Uh... Oh, yeah, because they oh, didn't yeah, introduce John the character Go. until later on. No, no, it was at the beginning. They, at Did the they? beginning. They showed him doing Tai Chi um, and uh, 
Nightbird met them. Yeah. We didn't really well, talk explained. to the character until later on, I guess. Told the one yeah. scene. But I think he was probably only on set for a day or so. So he's John Doe, the front man for seminal punk band X. Right. Yeah. Right. John. Oh, yeah. John Doe. D-O-E. John and Doe, a fan of, fan of Tucson. Used wow. to see him every now and then. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. John Doe uh, was, but also in the eight was Brian Gunn, the third gun twin. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Lauren Cohn, who's a uh, radio host for the most part. Um, There's seven of them. You yeah. don't have to do yeah. the rundown. Yeah, I was just seeing if there was anyone else. Yeah. If no, John Doe was and Brian Gunn are the two most you know interesting ones there. But um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, um, uh, Paget. Brewster said that she was a giant fan of uh, X. X. And so, like, she was like, yeah, just like head over heels when he showed up. Um, they were really prominent in the um, decline of Western civilization yeah. documentary. Yeah. That, yeah, and they weren't happy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, I haven't seen that in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They accused her of bringing drugs and alcohol to these uh, sessions or sets, whatever. Yeah. So as to manipulate. Yeah. Anyways, I haven't seen it in a while. Either. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, they're at the gala. Uh, Strobe uh, sees his wife having an affair with Weevil in a car. Um, he is obviously upset. The toy unveiling happens. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes I don't like, is that Richard Dawson <laughs> yeah Mr. Smart is like an ice cream or a hot dog vendor I love that my new man is black <laughs> yeah well and, and that was hilarious and and the one comes with an, a meat thermometer as a weapon well, that was and, deadly girl they made her an evil clown yeah an evil <laughs> well and uh, invincible woman or whatever and vulnerable woman she had Miss Indestructible. The, Miss Indestructible had the most ridiculous proportions <laughs> yeah. ever. Oh, and I love that U.S. Bill's the only one that has a detachable mask, and he's yeah. the only one that is really <laughs> concerned with his secret identity. Yeah, he looks and so they even crushed. show him, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Um, a mock is a Viking. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. <laughs> For some reason, uh, leftover molds. The uh, the insane accessories. Uh, Weevil had a harpoon <laughs> gun. Um, U.S. Bill had a chainsaw. The ther- meat thermometer. Uh, deadly girl. Uh, Amok had a battle axe. The bad and... guy was a refrigerator. Oh yeah, yeah. But she. Uh, yeah, they made alien orphan a refrigerator and made him a villain. It made yeah. him a villain. Um, and uh, Minute Man had his deadly fishing rod. <laughs> uh, uh, this one's made just for me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at this point, uh, uh, Strobe announces that the team is disbanding. They get into a big fight. He uh, confronts and punches. Uh, no, he doesn't punch anybody. Deadly girl punches. That's right. Deadly girl. Because her eyes are normal. She's like, <laughs> fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a big fight. They all go their separate ways, spend the night in different places. Um, uh, U.S. Bill gets drunk and takes questions from the press. That's right. <laughs> He's like, accidentally that's... drunk. He didn't realize the punch was spiked. Punch. Yeah. He's like, that's like me urinating on a little girl. <laughs> no, because no, the way U.S. Bill says it is like, and I urinated on that little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I... Whenever you see a little girl, I'm urinating on that girl. <laughs> and then they go out on their own, right? Yeah. Or is it U.S. Bill? But like they go to like their own after party kind of thing. Well, okay. Yeah. So, um, a muck, uh, Deadly girl? No. Not deadly girl. Amok. Uh, power, chick. power chick. Power chick. Amok. <laughs> power chick. Um, Doug. Doug. And, and Mr. Smart. Mr. Mr. Smart. Smart go to uh, to like a club. Yep. Well, they're just wandering down the street and alien orphan just like bolts into this nightclub. Right. Oh, that's right. I tried to pause it and take a picture, but I just sort of let it go. But in front of that club on the tile... Sort of in the middle is an H and a P. Harmless phosphorescent. Oh, huh. I don't think it was deliberately put there. It's <laughs> yeah. a tile in front of I the think, bar, but I was like, yeah. I think time travel exists. I think it That's was it. intentionally set there. <laughs> I'll go back in time and put it there. Just to do that yeah. <laughs> in this movie that made one thirteen grand or something. Yeah. Time which, is a close circle. Which is available for free on YouTube. Yeah. So I think one of the funniest, and it's not an original joke, but they're sitting there and the server comes over to take their drink order. And Doug is still like, you know, it, it, incoherent and moving the way he has been. It's like, and Doug turns around, I'll take a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Even yeah. deepened his voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's a choreographed dance scene, which I think is awesome. And James Gunn must love those. But even their movements was very Peacemaker. You, we've all seen the opening to Peacemaker, right? Where yeah. They, yeah. Choreographed yeah. dancing. A lot of the movements were the same kind yeah, of that kind of style. Yeah. They were their feet directed. Um, the they were basing the dance on uh, Alien Orphan's movements because he just jumped up on stage at yeah. some point um, and started this started this dance. Um, it's like Brendan Fraser and Encino Man. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> of course. I they had do. no idea what was happening at this moment in this movie. I was so oh. fucking confused. It went off. It just to a different place. Yeah. Well they, this <laughs> again, if this had been shot a little differently, it could have been cool as hell. It was just weird. Intercut with like this giant crowd who was enthusiastically clapping along. I was like, why are you guys so into this? <laughs> like is someone hypnotizing this crowd? <laughs> Well, they're sort of it famous, did, right? Yeah, yeah, they they are yeah. sort of famous. Uh, it did almost seem like that that Alien Orphan was hypnotizing them somehow. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that was really the case. Um, <laughs> I think it was just the, the everyday people okay. actually appreciate this superhero group, and that's, that's these four. Oh, that's point. That's these four superheroes realizing. You kind of see it in um, Amok's eyes, just like, oh, they actually they like us. Yeah. yeah, and that's he a good jump, point. he jumps up on stage to to start dancing too, and just like, no, the the everyman gets us. Good point. Yeah. So like they're feeling down, and then at, at this point they're lifted up a little bit. In like we we still have something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good 
That's a good point. It was the year um, 2000. Like... That's People true. were dancing. Y2K right. was over. Y2K didn't end the world, so <laughs> yeah. we're like... Everything's going to be great from here on yeah. out. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. That, <laughs> Nothing that Al Gore guy is running wrong. for president? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. Um, Possibly go wrong. I love. I like Doug climbs the the speaker or light towers and it just starts throwing things at people, yeah. all chimp style, which is great. Uh, um, Mister so- Smart smothers that girl. They're making out, then he passes out. Yeah. I can't move. Uh, this- oh, we forgot to mention when we first meet Mr. Smart, Smart, he's furiously doing what we think is a crossword puzzle. <laughs> and it's a word find. It's That's a word right. search. Just circling so fast. Yeah. <laughs> a child can do a word find. It's I guess speed is the only. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you think it's the New York Times crossword or something. Uh, Strobe uh, goes to Zip Boy's house. Uh He's gonna take him up on that offer of a job in plastics in Detroit. Being a welder, yeah, using his strobe powers for welding, for welding. plastics. Uh, a little tribute to the graduate, I guess. Yeah, plastic. but there's that scene where like plastics through the future. <laughs> uh, Miss Indestructible goes home and watches wedding videos and cries while drinking wine. Yeah, see, that was unnecessary. I think that's what, again, I keep speaking for James Gunn, but I think that's probably what he was talking about. Like, that's boring compared to, like, (laughs) the action figure shit. It's hilarious. Well, yeah. Or having her talking to another character about how she feels. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, again, like, he wanted, yeah, he was looking for a full-on mockumentary, not something that was staged and filmed like a traditional film. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Minute Man... Uh, well, no. Nightbird goes home. She gets approached by Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> to join a new team. <laughs> Where Flower face. Flower were they in the yard? They were like out- in their yeah. backyard. Yeah, they were just the like- Fem Five is the we're- group. Which it's funny they want to recruit somebody because their name is Five. Well, she says, yeah. but they are. Have- Go ahead, Al. Seven. Oh. Yeah, they already have seven members. <laughs> Traditional counting is just the patriarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah traditional counting. Uh, no one invented that. This movie is way ahead of its time in the sense of like making these jokes. Because at that point, like these jokes, no one's going to be like, oh, I get that. Because it's not common parlance. You know? Oh, right. And she was sunlight girl. Girl. G G R R L. Right. The right girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then uh, Minute Man heads over there. They Sun end up face. hooking up. Um. Let's see. Uh, then uh, Weevil meets with Verdict of the Crusaders. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Um, and you almost think that he's seeing through the the facade because mm-hmm. Verdict. Uh, one of the things he said was uh, they're they're coming out with a Crusaders, uh, Beanie Babies. No, right. We don't have uh, blue. And, yeah, and nobody on our team wears blue. <laughs> so, yeah. beanie yeah. babies. You see the synergy. Uh. Um, and they tell uh, verdict tells him that his real superpower is getting people to like him. Right, <laughs> that's true. Um, and yeah, it uh, Weevil almost looks 
like he's turned off by this proposition but then he's like can I get my own flying saucer shaped like a weevil <laughs> yep uh, yeah so yeah they, the the night goes on eventually the, in the morning they all end up heading back to uh, to the headquarters house in Silver Lake yeah. Hollywood yeah exactly um, it's a neat Stro- strobe ran into eight five of the eight That's at right. the diner um, and they talk him down off the ledge mm-hmm. or, or something but the other three are in the Bahamas yeah they're doing check-in and all that yeah uh, um, at the headquarters everyone shows up um, they're going to break up but then they get a phone call that they're needed they kind of all make up at this point mm-hmm. um they, oh, uh, hang on. Earlier, uh, before the, the night ended, um, Nightbird showed up on Weevil's doorstep. Mm-hmm. And they they talk, and she reveals her superpowers mm-hmm. to him. She has excellent hearing. Um, she doesn't talk to birds. They just sort of have an understanding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pair's piece of birds. Yeah. Like, they, they prefer me to Joe Blow. Yeah, the average. Um, and she, she and she lays eggs. Yeah, she lays eggs. Uh, uh, the the eggs. Yeah, she lays eggs. Uh-huh. I don't want to ask where from, but we're told later that each one has a trick inside them. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna. It's like a Kinder egg. <laughs> so, or is it like a boiled egg that you like keep in a bag and that you like eat? <laughs> How specific. <laughs> <laughs> You're traveling on a greyhound constantly. Like, I mean, how many eggs does she make? What's the shelf life like? Does she is she yep. dropping eggs at the heat of battle? Like, are they convenient? You know who we need to call? Bird. Charlie Kelly, James, Bird Law. Yeah. <laughs> Let's tweet James Gunn about this movie. Yeah. What's with those eggs? Nightbirds. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in this last scene, we get to see each person's powers finally because that's all they could afford. Is that what that is, though? I mean, it's part of the it's part of the conceit of the movie that we don't really see him in action. Yeah, Yeah, they get the call that the Pentagon is being overrun by giant ants. Giant ants, and all the other teams are busy. Yeah, call the sixth in line. The 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 trios on Saturn, um, the Annihilators were in Europe, and the Crusaders are on their press tour. (laughs) So much like the boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So um and that's it. Like, you know, credits roll. That's the movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Unanswered questions? Not really. I feel like we covered them. What didn't work really didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. And I was about to say what did work, but I'm not sure if there was anything that did work. It's just that James Gunn wrote some good jokes. He did. There are elements that that work, like the delivery and the confessionals. Yeah, because context makes those jokes work. I mean, this cast is stacked. This is a great cast, and it's a great script. It's just a very poorly made film. Judy, like you, Judy Greer is so funny. I just want to say that uh, one last time. Fuck, she made me laugh so many times. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
sorry, Weevil, uh, when he announced he's on TV and announces he's going to the Crusaders, uh, reveals to the world mockingly the egg-laying ability of Nightbird. Uh-huh. Uh, but then for a brief moment right before the scene cuts, he actually looks ashamed of himself. Mm. Like yeah. He's, he's laughing with, oh, uh, that actress, uh, the the news person, uh, Chase Masterson. Mm. <laughs> um, she was on Deep Space Nine for a long time. Oh. Um, she was she was not just um, what Quark Quark's brother's girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Um, but but she was a a character in and of her, of its of itself. Um, I actually met her at a consciousness conference here in Tucson. Oh. Um, she was uh, part of the uh, the singing entertainment. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Earl, you said in, in the text thread that like it was kind of a Noah Bombeck like, type film, and I agree. It reminded me of Kicking and Screaming, which yeah. has no story. Has no story. It's mainly the lines you pick up from either yeah background characters or regular characters. It's, so it had that. Yeah, no real story. It's just people existing in a comedic way. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys all talk alike. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about it. It was fine. No. It was what it was. I feel like this was like a golf swing practice run on like what you can and can't do, you know? And I think Al said it, but like it was the script that got him noticed more yeah. than the movie itself. It was like, okay, this guy kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn is such a bad actor, though. He's so yeah, bad. he's not good. Every time yeah. he was talking, I was just like, dog, why are you here? Yeah, his brother's such a good one. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. It's that trauma, le- trauma, trauma level acting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was in a bunch of commercials. Now I can carry a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just reading cue, reading cue cards is what it feels like the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, that's all. Okay. So uh, there were a lot of smart jokes. There were a lot of dumb jokes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There were um, a lot of jokes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some hit, some didn't. It, it was. It was clever. Yeah. Yes, it was clever. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Which means that it's time to move on. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're going to be watching the last movie in our catch up series, Bulletproof Monk. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bulletproof Monk. Um, That's Jet Li. Uh, Chow Yun Fat and Sean oh. William Scott. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. Stifler, right? Wasn't yeah, that? Stifler. Yeah. He's not bad. He, he yeah. can be all right. Um, so, yeah, that is next week uh, on Harmless Phosphorescence. Um, Till then, this has been your host, Thoreau Smiley. And get the fuck off my lawn, whore. <laughs> my name's Josh Cece. And remember, Cracky is worse than pterodactyls. I'm going to take my eggs off the furnace and eat them now.
I'm Brian Lesh. If you're not careful, I'll give you scurvy. I'm Alaric Weber. Scabies. Scabies, Al. Scabies. Uh, <laughs> bye. Have an egg. Get. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Would you like an egg in these trying times? <laughs>